0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance Radio Show by Gabi Abdel-Gadir. Today, I've got a lovely, lovely gentleman who is the king of gratitude, and I'm going to read your his bio for you. And I'm also going to post his bio and his social media links in case you would be interested to purchase uh, his deck card. He's got amazing deck cards that are bestsellers. And uh, if you want to book him for your company, I will be posting his social media and his website links for you. His name is Scott Colby. After an eye-opening experience in Guatemala, he says, during which He witnessed firsthand the power of gratitude even in poor living conditions. He launched Say It With Gratitude which helps companies grow their business by having gratitude as a core value. In addition to delivering his message of gratitude around the world, Scott promotes the power of thank you notes He leads gratitude adventures in the wilderness and developed the Grateful Deck, which is what I was talking about, a card game consisting of questions that spark meaningful conversations. We're going to play a couple of games of those. Scott, welcome to my podcast.
1: Gabby, I am honored to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out and uh, inviting me. And I want to introduce to the audience, we've got another gratitude lover here I know he is always with me so I'm glad she could be part of the show yeah I
0: know like there is a love story going on between those two I tell you she's like Mia is like the best she's always in every meetings we have she shows up like that so love it love it yeah so Scott tell me tell me a little bit about yourself growing up first before we get to how you got to the gratitude stuff
1: Sure. So, growing up, let's see. I grew up in Northern Virginia, Fairfax, okay. right outside of Washington D.C. Okay. Um, with a mom and a dad and a brother and a sister. I was the youngest of of uh, the three kids. Okay. Um, had you know, kind of a strict upbringing. I was really into sports. Did really well in school. Went to the University of Virginia. Um, got my degrees there, and and um, ended up starting off my career in research, which I did about 10 years of research in the field of movement science and kinesiology, Uh, eventually started my own fitness business. And then you alluded to my trip to Guatemala, which really sparked this gratitude movement. And um, that's where I'm really focusing my attention now. So I uh, had a great family upbringing. Parents are still been married over 50 years. Nice. Um, living on a lake house. They are. And uh, and they'll actually be coming to visit me for the first time since I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee in a couple of uh, weeks. I'm really excited about Oh, that about.
0: is so cool. I'm sure yeah. we will see a lot of photos.
1: Yeah definitely, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Great. That is amazing. So what took you to Guatemala? Can you just tell me like What was the reason behind you going to Guatemala to begin with?
1: You know, Gabby, I get these times in my life where I feel like I want to do more and Mm -hmm. make more of an impact. I'm sure maybe you've felt that way. Many of the audience members feel that way. And I just felt this was in 2014. I wasn't specifically looking to go to Guatemala per se. What I was looking for was a volunteer opportunity to work with kids. And I didn't know in what capacity I was going to do that. I just really like, hey, I want to travel to either Central, uh, either Latin America, um, you know, either Central or South America, and see if there's an opportunity to do something that helps kids. But but while getting kind of my hands involved, too, I wanted to actually do something. So I did some research for a couple months to see what was out there. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for orphanages and teaching, and things like that, and then I stumbled upon a nonprofit called Hug It Forward, and they build bottle schools. So they build schools out of plastic bottles in Guatemala, oh my goodness. and I I saw these pictures, um, and it sounded so cool. They collect like ten thousand plastic bottles per classroom that they're building. They stuff each plastic bottle with trash until it becomes solid like a brick, and they call yeah. these eco bricks. And that becomes the framework they put up chicken wire, they put these eco bricks along the chicken wire. That becomes the framework of the walls of a new classroom. I just learned about the process. And I thought, you know, this sounds really cool. It I, looks like I can get my hands dirty and help build this classroom while interacting with the community um, in Guatemala. And that's exactly the type of volunteer opportunity I was looking for. So I've been there twice now can't wait to even go back and go on another one of these volunteer trips.
0: Oh my God. So you actually helped build the classrooms. You did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, so each volunteer assignment is a week. So the week we were there, it's a very small portion of the, of the entire build, you know, it takes a few months to build the whole thing. Um, And so we were there and just really told like, Hey, what, um, we were told what to do like, and it depends on, we went to like three different school sites. Mm -hmm. We actually worked on three different classrooms and like one classroom, we were like mixing cement. They already had the framework of the wall. They needed us to mix cement, put it over the um, chicken wire with the bottles. Another classroom we went to, they were all done except painting. So we got to, we got to paint the whole classroom. And so Yeah, had lots of wonderful opportunities. The other cool thing is they actually let us, and this may be a little bit about where the gratitude comes in. Yeah. They let us, um, by they, I mean the the volunteer organization, they gave us a really good um, community experience too. So we got time to play soccer with some of these kids.
0: Kids, yeah.
1: We um, got to visit some of their homes, and I learned how little that they had. They have very little drinking – clean water, very little food, none of this technology that we have, like internet and smartphones. But what I noticed is they were just so grateful for what they did have. Just the little bit that they did have, they were like thrilled, they were happy, they lived, I think the the other word besides gratitude, I always remember from my time, there's community. Uh, They're just really a tight-knit community. And I love how loving they were. And I was like, I want more of that in my life. I want more gratitude. I want more community love. And I want to be happier in life. So I really took that back home with me and try to implement in my life and now spreading it to, to other people and companies and schools.
0: That like sounds incredible. I would really love to see some photos of those schools made of like plastic water bottles yeah. like I would love to see well, photos of that I'll that's incredible yeah and uh, so you came back which one did you work on first was it the deck the great the grateful deck or did you start with the say it with gratitude like uh, presenting to companies
1: yeah so say it with gratitude um, which I launched in 2016 so it was about two years after mm-hmm. my first time in Guatemala When I launched the business, I thought like, what is something easy (laughs) that I could maybe create and help spread the movement? And for me, the first thing that came to my mind was thank you notes. And I, you know, I I mentioned you asked me about growing up with my um, family. My mom and dad always instilled the... Uh, habit of saying thank you and writing thank you notes to relatives to yeah. thank them from for gifts for Christmas and birthdays and and things like that. So I thought it would be cool to create a line of thank you notes. But what if the artwork for the thank you notes w- was drawn by kids in Guatemala? I wanted oh to get the, I wanted to get these kids in Guatemala to be involved somehow. <laughs> So I was able to partner with a nonprofit that helped facilitate getting drawings from kids in Guatemala over to me. And I turned those drawings, uh, the best ones, I turned those drawings into thank you cards that I packaged up and sold to the public, sold to companies. um, And then I donated a portion of all my sales back to the charity that builds schools. So I wanted to have this, kind of the circle of good so I was tough. trying to create. So that um, came about in 2016 and 2017 to kind of mixed, you know, um, mixed results. I'm a great, I think I'm a great creator and idea person. I'm not, you know, I could use some improvement in marketing and business. Um, so, you know, that didn't sustain a living, but what it did do was kind of get my, Name out there a little bit as hey this guy practices gratitude. What else could he potentially help me with? I had a business coach at the time that encouraged me to uh, write a book, uh, which I eventually did called "The Grateful Entrepreneur," which talks about how to help companies use gratitude to grow their company. So, Gabby, if yeah, you... that
0: that's news to me. I never knew about your book.
1: Yes. I don't we talk never, about it It's not yet. even in
0: your bio. Like, yeah, I need Back that. In. Okay, now the first thing I need to do today is like, I have been meaning to grab a copy of the Grateful Deck. I need a copy of your book and I will also need the link to your book. Is it on your website or on our Amazon?
1: It's on Amazon. So right it's- now, if you go to my website, you can download the PDF of my book. Okay. But if you actually want it on Kindle or Physically in your hand, you can go to Amazon.
0: Amazon. Okay, we need to add that to, uh, so that I could post it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, because I never knew about the book.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my people that help me in my business, they would tell me to talk about my book more. Uh, Obviously, clearly I don't. Um, So anyway, um, so I had the idea of like businesses started to buy my cards. Um, My mentor at the time suggested I write a book geared towards businesses and entrepreneurs, how they could use gratitude such as thank you cards to grow their business. It's a great, it's a great tool for businesses to use.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, From that, from that book, I started to get some speaking gigs where I um, talked about where I talk about leading with gratitude. So what I mean by that is um, how do we appreciate our team members I I did some research and I started to learn that a lot of people don't feel appreciated at work. I I certainly did it when I was in the corporate world. Um, I mentioned I I did research for about 10 years before I started my own business. I never felt valued and appreciated. And as I did more research, I learned that almost 80% of people that leave a job do so in part because they don't feel appreciated at work. So I started, I developed a keynote talk, all about leading with gratitude, how you can use gratitude in your company to not only stand apart with your customers, but to help your team be happier and more productive and want to actually stay there. Um, So that's what I talk about now in a corporate setting is how to create a culture of gratitude Mm -hmm. um, to actually help your team thrive. And then during the pandemic, I know you mentioned my grateful deck, during the pandemic, I created this yeah as the as p- pandemic kind of went on for a few months and I noticed we were going to be locked down, and i couldn't visit my my family at the time, yeah, and I saw that everything was remote.
0: Yeah, how can we stay
1: true. more connected? You know we have more than we have more ways than ever to connect right yes, with yes. video and and text and email. But just because we have so many ways to connect, that doesn't mean we have meaningful connections. So I wanted to create something during the pandemic that allowed us to have more meaningful conversations, even if they were remote, like you and I are doing right now. Yeah. I created this Grateful deck, which is 120 cards um, that have questions or prompts on them that spark meaningful conversations. So it's not just questions like, hey, how's the weather? And it's not negative questions like, hey, what was the worst boss you've ever had? These are all designed to spark positive, meaningful conversations. And um, I've been using these with friends and family, myself personally, but I've got um, a set that companies are using now for their workplace. Schools are using them with their students. And so, I love it. And it seems to resonate with a lot of people as well They oh, yeah. try to stay connected
0: absolutely can we try a couple
1: yes yeah we, let's yeah. do
0: it yay
1: okay gabby so you're gonna answer right yeah we can both answer so
0: and this mia is, just, is gonna help me,
1: me, me <laughs> so i'm just gonna pick a card at random i'm not looking okay you can go first okay what piece of technology do you own that not everyone has that you are most grateful for? So, a piece of technology do you own that not everyone has that you're most grateful for? And this ties in right with my story of the kids in Guatemala who don't have much, right?
0: Technology, yeah. So, oh my God. But the problem is that everybody I know has a gadget. Yeah. The one that I mostly appreciate that not a lot of people may use, but they may, is GPS.
1: GPS, yes.
0: Yeah. Like when I was in Los Angeles for four months, I don't know how I would have survived without a GPS. <laughs> and uh, I think I really, every single day, like I was saying, whoever you are who created GPS i am so forever grateful <laughs> to you because i used to rent we used to rent a car on a monthly basis like month by month for the time when my son was working there and uh, sometimes we had to leave at 4am and you know los angeles doesn't have a lot of transportation forget it mm, like mm. so i used to drive the addresses we used to get i have no clue where they are and then um, so the GPS would take us from where we are to where we want to go. So I think that would be it for me. Although a lot of people are using it now, but at least it was not that common. And right. uh, yeah, I think GPS would be because everybody has cell phone. Everybody has a computer, a tablet. Yeah. I think GPS would be it for me.
1: Yeah, I, I use GPS all the time. And I'm like, gosh, it, it, like, it wasn't that long ago that we were like, printing out directions, you know? And even before that, you're like looking at a map and trying to write things down. And
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So I'll draw another one. You want, should I answer this?
0: Okay. Yeah. You want one?
1: Okay. I'll answer one. Describe something that you would like to learn to do. Describe something that you would like to learn to do. Um, Uh So I'm going to, me So, I was going to pan my video okay. this way, not Mia. Mia's uh-huh. the, right there on the oh. wall. Oh! Is it ukulele? Uh
0: huh.
1: And, um, you know, Gabby, I'm going to take us back to Guatemala for a minute again. Okay. My, okay. I went there a week early so I could just explore on my own before volunteering. Yeah, And there's a lake there called Lake Atitlan. So it was about, um, so I stayed initially in a city called Antigua. That's like their touristy city. Okay. Then I went to, took a bus to Lake Atitlan, like an hour and a half away. And I stayed there for two or three nights. What I loved about my time there um, in walking distance from the place that I stayed was a hostel with a restaurant with all these travelers stayed there. And so I walk over there at night to eat my dinner. And then the cool thing is, people stay like, it was just strangers having conversations talking about their travel while they ate their meal. And then there was like, you know, guitar hanging on the wall, somebody would like pick up the guitar and start playing music. So we ended up like, staying there for several hours at night, just chit chatting, people playing music. And that really, it's a memory I won't forget because it was just such a good time without technology. Yeah. Just like, just imagine somebody strumming the guitar while you're ha- laughing, having a good time. Like I want to make music. That's another way that I could maybe share a gift in the world. To make people smile and bring people together. I'm always about kind of bringing people together and creating those connections. And so, ukulele is easier to travel with than a guitar. Um, so, I bought this ukulele a couple of years ago. I tried a little bit to learn, but I haven't dedicated myself. But it is on my list to really make that a priority learn to play the ukulele. And play in front of people and, and hopefully bring smiles to their faces.
0: Oh that is incredible. Oh, because I, I thought it I that that is also something new I didn't know about you. Beautiful, yeah. Music always, you know, makes people happy, right? Like yeah. always. Yeah. Excellent. So what would you advise people? How would you advise people nowadays that are going through a hard time. With all this pandemic, a lot of people have lost jobs. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have closed down businesses Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going through mental uh, illness issues, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, and all that stuff. So how, what would you advise them to stay content and to stay happy?
1: Great question, Gabby.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, great question. I think gratitude can be a tool that they can use that will help their mood. Um, But gratitude can be a number of different things. And um, so when I teach people to use gratitude in their life, one of the things I recommend is to find what works for you in terms of being consistent with a gratitude habit. Some people start with um, like something like this, like a gratitude journal, right? And they'll just journal each day what they're grateful for. I personally have never been consistent, even though I'm like this gratitude guy, I've never been really consistent with a gratitude journal because it's, not, it's just not my favorite thing to do in terms of gratitude. So that would be one suggestion, find a form of gratitude that really speaks to you, whether it is a journal, whether it is something like writing handwritten thank you notes, whether it is creating a gratitude jar, which is basically taking a empty jar and writing down each day, maybe what things you're grateful for. Then when you're having a rough day, go into that jar and starting to read some of those things. Um, And it could be volunteering uh, could be giving back. I, I was actually just, doing a little bit of research because a direction that I want to go to help teach people to live a better life is actually how to use volunteering to be more connected and less lonely and live a happier life. So volunteering is a great thing that you could do. So I would think really just find something that really speaks to you that has a tie into gratitude. And the other thing I think, Gabby, we're wired as humans to, want to feel like we're connected and like that we belong to something and so i always say people are our greatest resources i know personally when my mood is low i'll really examine that and a lot of times it's because i haven't had any human interaction in a while and uh so i would encourage people to have more human interaction more connections um have a meaningful conversation with somebody. When when you have a meaningful conversation with somebody, I think it can really, really change your mood. Like if you talk to a friend for the next half hour and just reminisce, and if nobody's reaching out to you, I definitely understand that. Sometimes I'm like, nobody's reaching out to me. What's going on? Sometimes you have to be the one to reach out. Just check in on somebody. Ask somebody how they're doing. And when they give you your answer, ask them why they said what they did. So they go a little bit deeper. You're going to create a connection point with that other person. Then they're going to probably check in on you. It's going to feel good. Um, So those are my my two pieces of advice. Find a, a, a method of gratitude that you love, that you can be consistent with. And then find a way to connect with another human as soon as possible when you're feeling down. And I think both of those can help.
0: Yeah. Excellent advice. And uh, the other thing that I tell people is just stop watching the news.
1: Mm, Yes.
0: Honest to God. Like the news is nothing. It starts with shooting Mm, and then it continues with uh, COVID and then it's, it's all negative. So that's one of the things. So I, Don't have TV now since 2019, no, 2019, 2018. I don't have TV, but even when I had before, uh, I don't watch the news. In the evening, I would just spend like to relax after work and this one hour I have a recording. I record like the funny stuff, like... um, (laughs) Uh, the games, like I love like Home and Garden television, or like I like Steve Harvey, you know that yes. game <laughs> show it 's only like half an hour, and when you record it, the good thing is is you could just forward all the commercials, so it ends yeah. up being fifteen minutes, so it saves you time. I used to do that, but then like we completely stopped that 's one of the things, and then, like you said, the other thing is that I think people a lot of people don 't consider is volunteering
1: mm.
0: it makes you so happy when you 're helping. Mm. other people like I I can't say I'm guilty because I was really working full-time and running businesses at the same time but at least in the neighborhood um, all the elderly that I see I always make sure I help them when they go upstairs like they have grocery they get especially the the we have a lot of Chinese community in my area and like they get surprised And then I also, since COVID, um, the 80 and above, like I gave them my card. I said, if you ever need help to go to a doctor and if you don't have anybody to take you, which a lot of them are very lonely, Scott. So, Mm -hmm. and uh, if you need grocery or if you need someone to pick up medication for you, just call me. This is where I live. They really get surprised. Nobody has called me yet, but I I love these things. Like you're right. Like it makes you so happy when you have done something positive to even one person. Yes. Yeah. So I really like that.
1: Yeah. Good examples and good reminders, Gabby, that you don't have to go over to another country like I did to Guatemala. Plenty of opportunities to help volunteer in your local community. So. Yeah, carry out what
0: you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Because we have like the number of homelessness has like quadrupled yeah. since yeah. COVID. People losing their homes, losing their jobs. And even like if you just like help one person buy them like lunch mm-hmm. and a coffee, that is something good that you have done. Like, you know, yeah. So, so that is that. That is an incredible conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, any last word? I have two questions that I ask everybody in my show that I'm gonna ask you, or maybe I should ask you first.
1: Yeah, sure, yeah. And then you can give
0: your last word. Okay. So I always ask uh, my guests and my show, so if you had to visit three countries before you die, three countries before you die that you haven't visited yet, but you would love to visit, which countries would they be?
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I know. <laughs> Good
1: question. Uh, so these are countries I've never been to.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Because you want to visit before you die. Like you have okay. to go to that country. Like you know, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I've definitely. I know this is a continent. I definitely wanted to visit South America. So I'm gonna pick uh, Peru in South America because I okay. definitely want to do like Machu Picchu and and see some of those sites. Okay. Um, wow. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say um, Belize, okay. uh, because it is close to Guatemala, I know that, but it's just, I've seen pictures, it's a beautiful, beautiful beaches there, okay. um, and it's largely English speaking, so I wouldn't have to learn a new I'm language. A
0: new language. And, okay. You know, I've
1: never been to Europe, uh, which is crazy, I've never been to Europe, so if I picked one country in Europe, I just, I don't know, I think Italy seems to be that, you know, just a combination of beauty and mm-hmm. the food. I'm, I'm big on Italian food. food That's one yeah. my favorite type of food. So why not yeah. go directly to the source? Yeah. I think Italy would be that one.
0: Yeah. It has a lot of history too, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, a lot. So many of my guests answers, the most common were Egypt and oh. Australia and uh, Italy. Oh
1: Italy, yeah, yeah, Italy, sure. yeah. We can so, all get Italy together. <laughs> I
0: know, eh? Seriously, you love it. Like uh, the pizzas, they do it right in front of you, like in the stone. Like the pizzas there, they taste different than what we eat here, and even like the regular pasta tastes different than what we eat here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and they're very charming people. While you're walking, the smell of the cappuccino and caffelatte like would invite you to just stop by. Uh, yeah so it's it's a good place you have to go yeah i uh, I think it should be your first one because you've been like in the Latin area yeah. so far I yeah. think it's a good place to go yeah okay,
1: and then it's, once I hit Italy I'll probably hit other countries
0: oh yeah, yeah, because you can just take the train or the yeah. bus to go to the next neighbor neighboring country like right. but you if you especially if you have time, you can go to Switzerland, you can go to uh you know all these neighboring countries like it's very easy, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. That is question number one. Question number two would be, if there is one dream you would love to fulfill before you die, what would it be? Something that you're not doing now or you don't have time to do now, but you would love to fulfill one day before you die. What would it be? A dream.
1: Gosh, Gabby. Um... So that is a great question. Do, I have a me to simpli-
0: do you want me to simplify it for you?
1: No, I have an answer.
0: Okay, good. Okay. So,
1: the, so this is kind of a new dream, and I and I. So, what I'm gonna answer it's a new dream, and I'm not even sure if this if I do want to do this, but I'm gonna throw it out there um, because I think speaking about it will help. I kind of have this idea of um creating a community almost like a campground okay it's funny because i don't particularly like to camp in tents Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um but just think of a small outdoor area where there's maybe you know uh, a group of tiny homes or cabins and it's very inviting
0: it's amazing i would rent a tiny home from you yeah
1: There's, there's, there's fire pits and it's just really promoting being outdoors, having conversations, maybe playing, you know, the grateful deck, having delicious meals. There's a river or lake nearby and there's, you can use kayaks. um, You can bike around just this little outdoor space that promotes, a small community promotes conversation. I don't know exactly what it will look like. But meditation,
0: I, daily meditation retreat yeah, could be meditation. one of them. Yep. And oh my God, that is such a beautiful dream, Scott.
1: Because I do these adventure trips I once know. a year. So what I'm talking about is a little bit different than that. This is almost like some, somebody, somebody can come just for the night, let's say. Yeah. Um and just maybe meet some strangers. Like I loved meeting the other travelers in Guatemala. So if I could, maybe foster that environment where we've got travelers from a few different places coming together, and then the next night it might be a totally different group of people. Different um, group of people, yeah. Kind of that sort of thing, yeah. That so. is
0: such a beautiful dream. You know, you have to start visualizing it. You have to manifest this one. It's really beautiful. Okay.
1: You just gave I me
0: goosebumps. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like it's a okay. beautiful dream. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you and I would love to have you again another day. But what would your last word be for our listeners and for our viewers?
1: sure i'll give two real quick one is um so i read a book a while back called flipping the gratitude switch and he the author talks about finding the awesome in any situation so this is another way to practice gratitude really tough to do especially during challenging times yes you may be home alone and you've lost your job the idea is how do you find the awesome in that um what is the good about you losing your job. Super tough to do, but if you sit down and start writing perhaps, and mm-hmm. reflecting, you're gonna start to perhaps see the good in whatever you're going through. Yeah. So that's one. Makes the sense. other advice is um, something I like to say, and it's, I I need to take this advice myself as well. So it's a reminder for me, find what makes you happy and do more of it. So for me, like I sometimes, feel alone or I'll get too involved with work and just overwhelm sets in. But when I really think about, okay, going for a short hike out in a, in the woods makes me happy. So why don't I just leave my computer for an hour and do that? And so it's again, you have to really consciously think about that. But I love just that mantra. Find what makes you happy and do more of it. We, more of it. we let life get in the way a lot of times that we do don't do what makes us happy. Yeah. So I'm there to challenge everybody out there to do it do more of what does make you happy.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much. That was incredible. And I would love to have you again. Thank you so much. That is like an incredible conversation. You're such a positive inspiration, I have to say. And I am sure people are going to love this. And they're going to run and grab the Mm -hmm. Grateful decks. Thank you for being on my podcast, Scott.
1: You're welcome, Gabby. Thank Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Okay, everybody, until the next episode, I will be posting all the information of Scott Colby and stay safe and wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Blessings.